You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Hallelujah. James chapter 5, uh, reading from verse 13. Uh, the Bible says, is any, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Everybody say pray. Didn't say don't. It didn't say if you're feeling afflicted or feeling oppressed or feeling like something's attacking you. It didn't say go on Facebook or Instagram and air out your dirty laundry. Well, Amen. Uh, the Bible, according to some of you, it says that. Praise God. The Bible says, "Sandy Mary, let him sing psalms. Sandy sick among you." Let him go ahead and post it on Facebook and expect pastor to read your post. And if he doesn't know that you're sick, get mad at pastor because he didn't read and follow your news feeds. Well, praise God. I think I might as well switch the mic here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I know it doesn't say that, but I know that this don't happen in O'Fallon. But in a lot of churches, this is, this is exactly how it goes. You know, you, you got a sickness in your life or something very bad is happening and uh, you, you need someone to, uh, to pray for you. You need someone to uh, give you some spiritual attention. And instead of uh, uh, letting somebody know that you're in need of some support, you know, we, we, we don't tell you know, the church. We tell the World Wide Web. Oh, my goodness. It's a shame when we have uh, more confidence in people we don't know than, right. <laughs> hallelujah, yeah. hallelujah. The Bible didn't say, let the church call you. Right. Now, am I reading in the same scripture y'all got? It said, let him call for the elders of the church. And when they call the elders of the church, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. And the prayer of faith shall, everybody say shall shall save the sick and the Lord everybody say shall shall raise him up and if he have committed sins everybody say shall they shall be forgiven him so when you begin to pray there are some things that will definitely happen praise God that word shall is not a conditional word it's a word that says something is inevitable it's going to happen praise God and when you pray with faith the Bible says that the sick shall be saved the Lord shall raise them up and if you've committed sin when you pray praise God the Bible says your sin shall be forgiven praise God Amen. Verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. Praise God. Everybody say that's healthy. But it is unhealthy if you begin to just tell your business to everybody. You see, that's why I'm highlighting some of these things because the Bible says confess your faults one to another. It doesn't mean just go and tell everybody what you're going through because everybody is not able to handle what you got to tell them. Because according to the Bible, the, the, the purpose for telling and confessing your faults is so that they can pray. Right, right, right. And if the intention is to pray, that means you, if you're going to tell somebody something, you got to find somebody that is a praying person. So I don't share my business with everybody. I find somebody that is of spiritual responsibility and I begin to share with them because they're going to take it to the Lord in prayer. Praise God. 
My goodness. The Bible says a lot of good things about prayer. Amen. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much or it makes much available. Praise God. I want to talk today uh, about the hour of prayer. Praise God. Not an hour of prayer, but the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands tonight. Hallelujah. God, we need you, Lord God. You are definitely deserving of everything we have, all of our finances, all of our talents, hallelujah, all of our time, all of our treasures, Lord God, and we offer it to you, Lord God, withholding nothing, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, we want you, Lord God, in turn to speak to us. Turn on the microphone of heaven. Let us hear your voice, not just the voice of a man tonight. We want to hear your words echoing in our hearts, and our spirits, in our souls tonight. In the name of Jesus, step into this place and have have your way amongst your people. Lord God, impact us tonight and let us go to another level of communication with you, Lord God, for the intent, Lord Jesus, to have an outbreak of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of your power in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the glory and all the honor, all the praise. Hallelujah. For truly you deserve it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Go ahead and clap your hands and lift your voice unto God. Hallelujah. Come on, let your voices out and begin to worship God tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you may be seated tonight. Hallelujah. The Bible uh, gives us a narrative of two men that were walking to the temple, the Bible says. And their intention was to go to prayer meeting. And the Bible says that when they got there, in Acts chapter 3, that there was a man that was laid daily at the temple asking alms of those that was passing by. And this man, everybody say he was handicapped. He was disabled. He wasn't able to walk from birth. And so this man... Uh, obviously not able to uh, make his own living. He would be carried to the gate of the temple and he would ask some benevolence, some charity of those that were going into the temple and coming out. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3 verse 3 that he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple. He asked alms. He was asking for some, some money. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. And the Bible says he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And the reason why his expectation level was raised in that moment is because he noticed that he got the attention of the one that he was petitioning. Praise God. When he began to ask of Peter and John of something that he thought he needed, he got Peter and John's attention. And when he got their attention, the level of his expectation to receive began to go through the roof. He he thought he was going to get what he was asking for because he got their attention. I want to tell you tonight uh, that sometimes uh, our faith level doesn't rise uh, until we realize that we've got God's attention. Praise God. And if we want, oh, hallelujah, if we want to receive something from God, uh, we've got to raise the level of our expectation. Uh, and if we're going to raise the level of our expectation, uh, we've got to get a hold of God. Uh, we've got to get his attention. Uh, we've got to call on him. You can't expect God to bless you without you going in and asking. 
I will says, ask and ye shall receive. Uh, hallelujah. If you if you don't knock, the door shall not be open. Praise God. If you don't seek him, chances are you won't find what you're not looking for. Praise God. But if somebody is desperate enough to get what they need, they'll open their mouths and begin to petition the one that has the ability to supply those needs. And our God is able to supply every one of your needs according to his riches in glory. And I'm not going to sit here and go through my life without praying and petitioning God. Hallelujah. Because when I pray, my prayers don't just hit the ceiling and come back down. Something supernatural happens when I open my mouth and I address the heavenlies. I am speaking something eternal that God is hearing every word of my prayer. Hallelujah. And when I believe that God is hearing my words when I pray, it makes me want to pray some more. Oh, hallelujah. If you really believe that he was a prayer answering God, you won't neglect your devotion time. If you really believe that he answers prayer, if you really believe that he heals sicknesses, if you really believe that he's an on-time God, you won't neglect your calling of his name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I won't just sit there and expect him to just do everything for me, but I'll call on him. I'll call him in the morning. I'll call him in the noonday. I'll call him in the evening. And the Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. The old timers used to say he's as close as the mention. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. So if you want to get near to him, if you want to get his attention, you're going to have to open your mouth. And sometimes it just can't be a whisper. Sometimes you can't say it in your inside voice. But sometimes you've got to open your mouth and holler, Jesus. Worship him. Get his attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you have God's attention... Like we've got God's attention tonight. We've lifted up praise and worship. And his presence is moving in this place. I want to tell you tonight, you've got God's attention. Come on, tap your neighbor and tell him, you've got God's attention. Come on, look him square in the eyeball and say, you've got God's attention. Don't let them intimidate you with that little stiff face or that statue impersonation. Look at him, say, you've got God's attention. And since you've got his attention, what are you going to do about it? Are you, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I've got the attention of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've got the attention of the sickness healer. I've got the attention of the burden bearer. Oh, hallelujah. So what am I going to do now? I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to, oh, praise God. I'm going to let my request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And because I believe that he's a God like that, I won't neglect beginning to talk to him. Hallelujah. That's the type of connections I want. Somebody that can pull some strings. Somebody that has some influence in this world. Somebody that has some power to do some things. And the Bible says that God has all power, hallelujah, in heaven and in earth. Praise God. So I can't neglect my communication with somebody that I'm trying to have a relationship with. Hallelujah. Bible references Acts chapter 3. 
and tells us that Peter and John is over here going into the temple and the Bible uh, makes note. And I don't think, you know, the Bible makes any, any reference or says anything by accident. You know, there's every, every word of the scripture is there uh, intentionally. Praise God. I believe that, that we can paint a picture of what God is trying to communicate to man. The Bible says uh, that they were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Praise God. Being the ninth hour. Praise God. Now, uh, without going into too much mathematical equation stuff, you're just the ninth hour is about 3 p.m. About uh, late afternoon. Going into the evening. Praise God. And in the Hebrew culture, that's when the day really started. It started in the evening time when the sun was going down. It is all also the time of day that they call the twilight. It is the, the, the transition between light and darkness is, is when they, they're going into the night. And sometimes uh, when they would go to the temple to pray, they weren't going you know, just, just to pray for about five minutes. You know you know how some of us do. We kind of do like, like that 90-second or maybe 30-second prayer if we're really hungry. You know, we pray over our food. God is good. God is great. And we probably don't get through it. Somebody already eating the chips at a Mexican restaurant. And, you know... Trying to pray with chewing on chips and stuff like that. It's also dripping from your mouth. He's trying to worship God and bless your food at the same time. Praise God. That's not the type of prayers they were doing there. When they were when they were praying, that sometimes they would pray for you know hours on end. They weren't praying for like 15 minutes. They would be in the temple seeking God and 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 tarrying in that place to 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 spend time in his presence praise god petitioning the lord praise god and so sometimes they would pray um, from that late afternoon into the evening into that transitioning between light and darkness between one day to the next praise god so this was the hour of prayer it wasn't an hour of prayer it was the hour of prayer and the bible says that something very significant happened when peter and john were going to the temple at the hour of prayer the bible says says that they saw this man that was lame from his mother's womb. He never walked in his life. And the Bible says he was asking in alms. And when he saw Peter and John, he got their attention. Peter and John said, look on us. He fastened his eyes on them, expecting to receive. And Peter said, I don't have what you're asking for. But I sure do have what you need. Praise God. I'm going to give you something that's greater than what you're asking for. And sometimes, Pastor, we pray for things, but that's not what we really need. Sometimes we ask amiss, but God knows exactly what we need. And so just by the effort of praying, God will begin to supply some things that we probably didn't ask for. Oh, hallelujah. He said, such as I have, that's what I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? Oh, hallelujah. I'm not just going to answer your request to take you from this day to the next, but I'm going to give you a blessing that's going to last a lifetime in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. Hallelujah. And this man that had never walked in his whole life began to do his little dance. He began to do a little too. He began to leap for joy. How did he know how to walk? How did he know how to twinkle his toes? He'd never done it in his life. But when God supplied that need, he supplied the knowledge of how to sustain the miracle. Oh, praise God. He knew what he was doing. What he blessed him. He gave him everything he needed to sustain the blessing. And God God doesn't bless you halfway, but when God blesses you, he will bless you with the know-how of how to sustain your blessing. Hallelujah. 
Bible says he leaping up stood and walked into the temple, walking and leaping and praising the Lord. Miracle. Everybody say miracle. That's a miracle. He'd never been able to even move his toe all his life. And now he's dancing. Now he's jumping. Now he's walking into the temple. And the Bible says this all happened at the hour of prayer. And you know, it's very, very interesting that this is happening at this specific time. And the Bible uh, went uh, beyond its way to make reference to when this actually happened. This is, you got to understand how significant this uh, event is because uh, this is the very first, uh, outside of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, uh, this is the very first supernatural miracle that was performed outside of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus died, was buried, rose again, walked on the earth for 40 days, was seen of men. The Bible says he ascended into heaven, told him, wait and tarry in this room and you'll be endued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost. They were speaking in tongues. And the very first miracle done by the people that God empowered to do it was done at the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. And if we're going to see what God wants to do in O'Fallon, Illinois, and all the surrounding areas, if we want to see the miracles of God begin to take place in our personal lives, we cannot do it without entering into the Oh, there's a season, there's an hour, oh, hallelujah, there's some time that we've got to spend in the presence of God. I said the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. It was a specific time that the Jewish people uh, uh, separated within their day, hallelujah, to spend time in the presence of God, spend time worshiping and seeking the face of God, hallelujah. Uh, I, want, I wonder if we can take an introspective look tonight to, and, begin to, uh, and begin to look through our daily calendar and daily schedule, praise God, uh, and see how much time we allot to spend in this. One we say is almighty. The one we say we love, you know, the one we say we can't do without, the one that saved our souls and shed his own blood on Calvary for us. How much time do we give him? Praise God. How much time do we spend with the one, hallelujah, who our soul longs for? Praise God. The, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How much time do we spend on a daily basis with our heavenly father? Praise God. How much time do we spend connecting with the, oh, hallelujah. 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 I want to tell you something. You cannot survive. Your, your walk with God cannot survive without communication with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for some of the responses, and I'm thankful for some of you, you know, that are agreeing with me, and, you know, you're shaking your head, but, oh, hallelujah, we got to, oh, we got to turn that spotlight on us tonight and begin to let God search our hearts because there are some things that we will always succumb to. There are some things that we will always be defeated by because we neglect our communication with the one that has empowered us to overcome. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. You know, worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, every one of us needs to develop the hour, not an hour, but the hour of prayer. Because some of us are the hour of prayer, maybe an hour, maybe more, it may be less, but it's our time that we spend with God. Hallelujah. It's the oh, hallelujah, on a daily basis, praise God, that will build a repertoire of the presence of God in our lives. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Spiritual power was following these men that had a relationship with the Lord. They did this miracle and people were so amazed. People were so uh, uh, just blown away by what had happened. They got in trouble with the leaders and the spiritual leaders of that day pulled them in, beat them up and was asking, who gave you the authority to begin to operate like this? By what power and by what? He said it is by the name of Jesus Christ. He said, and guess what? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be set. He said, we, come on, we perceive that these men are unlearned and ignorant. Hallelujah. These men, they don't know no better. All they know was that they had to have a relationship with Jesus. And they, they, they knew by their speech, he said, we perceive that these men have been with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can tell they've been in his presence. Oh, hallelujah. And that's the point that God wants his people to get to, where people can tell that there is something emanating from your flesh. There's a spiritual power gyrating on the inside of you that people know that they have been in the presence of the Lord, and I want what they've got. What are they feeling when you sit next to them? When you stand next to them in the grocery store? What are they feeling when you sit next to them on the job? What are they feeling when you go to school, young people? What are they feeling from emanating from you? Come on, what is it? Is it sorrow? Is it hate? Is it depression? Or is it power? Is it joy unspeakable and full of glory? Is it the peace of God that passes all on the... If they can feel that, they're going to want that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we can't have that emanating from us unless we spend time daily. Hallelujah. Daily in the temple. Hallelujah. And what does that mean for us? That, I'm not saying that for us we need to come to church every day and go pray. Hallelujah. But we can have the hour of prayer. Hallelujah. In our homes. We can have the hour of prayer. When we get in our cars and our commute to work, we have some alone time with God. And we begin to talk to him because we cannot survive without communication with the one that knows how to live our lives because he's the one that gave it to us. And he knows how to live this life better than we do. And if I have somebody like that in my life, that knows what's best, why am I ignoring him? Hallelujah. 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 Why do I neglect? And I said, I say I love him. Come on. Some of you women would slap a brother. 
he be even talking all that smack, talking about I love you, and he don't even send you a text message? He don't even like your selfies? You don't love no, you don't love me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. We want, we want people that we want to share affection with. We want them to go to our profile and double tap. Praise God. But I wonder if, when was the last time we double tapped on the word? Praise God. I want, want, it's a shame that we have a bigger digital footprint than a biblical fingerprint. Oh, hallelujah. It's a shame that we can't get in and hear his voice and begin to spend time with the... Oh, Hallelujah. How are we surviving? How do we have victory if we're not connecting to the one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, lift your hands in this house. Come on, let God talk to you right now. Let God talk to you right now. Hallelujah. Come on, nothing happens of spiritual significance without prayer. You can't receive the Holy Ghost without praying. You, you can't receive your healing without asking. You've got to pray. In order to have spiritual activity in your life, there has to be communication with God. Hallelujah. And I believe that God put this word on this preacher's lips for this service tonight because he's itching. He's waiting. He's chomping at the bit to do some things amongst you. And he's just trying to get you to a point where you begin to stir up and unlock the spiritual reservoirs of power and miracles. And it only happens when the church begins to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, keep lifting your hands tonight. Come on. We've got to get past this measure of prayer when it's trending. And then we neglect it when we don't hear about it. We, we got to get it part of our lives. We got to get it part of our everyday. Hallelujah. I don't care what you got to do. Come on. If you got to put a reminder in your phone. If you got to put it in your daily schedule, if you, if you got to let somebody hold you accountable, we've got to do this. Because without it, we will suffer. Without it, we will not have the victory over our day. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. It's not that you don't want to communicate. Oh, every one of us want to communicate. That's why most of us, and I'm not being mean, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but most of us, if we be honest tonight, most of us, when we open our eyes, the first thing we do, instead of saying, thank you, Lord, the first thing we do is reach for Because we long for communication. We're looking for communication. Hallelujah. And so is Jesus. Hallelujah. There's some things that he's trying to tell you. There's some things that he's trying to let you know. There's some instruction that he's trying to give you. Praise God. And if we don't talk to him, we won't find out how to win our day every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the problem is 
we have this, this weather pattern in our lives, so to speak. We have this unpredictable type of weather pattern going on where twice a week, that's if we go to church in the middle of the week, twice a week we might have a spiritual heat wave, but the rest of the days is a frozen tundra in our hearts. Yeah. You see, nothing can survive in that type of, you, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's a climate in your heart that you can set by how you address the spirit. When you begin to pray, it begins to stir something up on the inside because you're reconnecting with the source of your power. And it's, he, it's, it's beginning to uh, rebuild that flame of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. What happens when a flame grows? The, the temperature is going to rise, right? And, and, you know, when you have that type of climate in, in your life, uh, you know, we call those type of climates, we talk, call those type of climates like tropical climates, you know. And there are certain things uh, that you can do in a tropical climate that you cannot do uh, in a frozen, cold climate like the Midwest, a little dry climate. You know, you, we, you, you can't pl plant no mangoes back in your backyard here. People look, look at you like you're crazy if you try to plant some pineapples, you know, because certain fruits grow in only certain types of climates. Hallelujah. Guess what God gave you? Hallelujah. He, when, when he filled you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost were supposed to produce some fruits. But it's up to you to provide the right climate for those fruits to grow in your life. And that's why we suffer and we can't find the, the, the deepest part of us where we, we, we're always suffering uh, and we can't find love. Uh, we can't find peace. We can't find joy. Uh, we can't find self-control. Uh, we can't find these fruits uh, that are supposed to grow naturally and organically in our life. Why? Because the climate has not been set for that. It's not conducive uh, for the spirit to produce fruits in your life. Hallelujah. 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 And you know what? There, there are some storms that you can almost predict when they're going to come because it, it always comes in that type of climate. And we, we know some people like that, right? They go through the same storms. Or, uh, you know, they might overcome now, but in a few weeks or a few months, uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to see them in church for a few weeks because they're going through this storm, and it always happens. Uh, and, you know, got that spiritual hurricane season. You know exactly what it is. And other people know too. Why? Because the climate has not changed in your life. But through prayer, you can begin to alter the spiritual climate in your life where cyclical storms have got to stop and habitual things have got to be broken. Oh, hallelujah. You have the ability to turn up the thermostat of your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It can't happen with just one isolated anomaly of a weather change. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know it was 60 degrees today. Uh, and what if it gets 40 degrees tomorrow, you know, like regular winter, you know, like 40s and 30s. And uh, maybe it's uh, 80 degrees on uh, next week. And, but that's just one day. That doesn't mean it's summertime. That doesn't mean uh, the season has changed. That doesn't mean uh, that the climate has changed. It just means uh, you had one hot day. 
and we come to church and we hear pastor preaching and we come and pray at the altars and we have one hot day and expect our whole week to be a different class. It does not work like that. If you want to have a change in your life, the same thing you did to have that temperature change, the same thing you did to have that breakthrough, you've got to do it every day. I've got to seek every day. I've got to pray just like I pray in the altars. I've got to pray like that at home. I've got to pray like because I want the victory today. And I want the victory on Monday. And I want the victory on Tuesday. And I want a victory. Come on, stand with me tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have the ability to break the cycle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 